Welcome to HackerPod. I'm April Lin. And I'm Josh. And this is the journey of two young indie hackers who recount the good, the bad, and the ugly of building profitable online businesses. You'll hear about our successes, and more importantly, you'll hear about our mistakes so that you don't make them. So it's been a very busy and very good week for you from the looks of things. Yeah, um, has it? Jeez. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's been off the wall. And I guess before we dive too deeply into it, can you, I guess, tell our listeners, you know, what happened this week, what you were working on and kind of the progress that is the boom that just happened? <laughs> yeah. So I'm making an app we watch it's for people that like movies. And it's specifically for people who want to find what movies to watch together. So problem I have with my partner is that I want to watch something, but I'll ask her and then she won't want to watch it. She'll ask me, I don't want to watch it. And so we watch you list the movies you like, and then you get to see a subset of movies that you and your friends both like. And Which is I a pushed... great concept. It's, it's a great concept. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's not original, so I should stop saying that. But yes, <laughs> um, so I pushed an update and I was like, I'm really happy with this. And I think it's finally in a good state to share with my target audience. Because before I was just sharing it with like other entrepreneurs and just kind of vague communities to get feedback. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to show it to the people that's for until it's really good. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this is at a point where it's not perfect, but it's really good. And so I posted on Reddit, I posted on r slash movies, and it was very simple. I just said, hey guys, I made Tinder for movies for me and my girlfriend, and I thought you guys might like it too. And at first, like the first hour or so, it did not gain any traction, which is fine. I've done this plenty of times and gotten no traction. And I think someone commented, I don't believe that you have a girlfriend. And... <laughs> They ended up deleting their comment because I responded, I do, it's your mom. And then oh my I, goodness. I think I Got think that's <laughs> yeah. They ended up deleting their comment, which made me so bummed because I think that's actually what started getting people to comment and started pushing it up in the algorithm because people were like, oh haha. <laughs> and <laughs> ended up voting that. Um yeah, so it was a slow, gradual process. Uh, one out one hour after that, I had like 100 upvotes. I'm like, okay, cool. I've gotten, usually I consistently get two to 300 upvotes on Reddit. So I was like, okay, cool. It's happening again. And then mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. I was like doing work at the same time. So I, I looked back a few hours later and it's at like 2,000 upvotes. I was like, holy shit. And I, <laughs> I started responding to everyone and i started looking at the traffic on my app i was like oh my god i just doubled my growth so wow. i started out yeah i started out with 2000 follow uh 2000 users which took me a month one to two months to to grow and took a lot of grind it was you know very slow very gradual and then in this one hour i just got 2000 more i was like holy shit um and then you know it just keeps happening and hours later um also during this whole thing i'm doing a deploy for work <laughs> like <laughs> from 7 30 p.m to 1 30 in the morning um so i have like 
my microphone on and I'm talking to the people I'm deploying with. I'm like actually doing the deploy. And then like on the side, I'm hot fixing bugs and replying <laughs> to people. <laughs> and so it was a very like exciting night. Wow. So much dopamine, just like yeah. bam, 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 bam. Um, made the deploy a lot more interesting because I was really dreading it. Right. Yeah. And then I, I noticed that there was going to be a problem because I was like, holy shit, like I never expected to have this many users at the same time. And I'm just not prepared for that. Like my server can't do that. Right. I, was, I was telling Alana, my girlfriend, and she's like, oh, it'll be fine. There are still no issues. And I'm like, oh, but this is there's like 40 requests a minute right now. Like there, there's a lot happening. Mm -hmm. uh, she's like, oh, it'll be fine. I was like, okay, you're right. There's nothing wrong now. It's like, like 8,000 upvotes. It probably won't get much more. I go to sleep. I wake up. It's 13,000 upvotes. I have like 76 awards on Reddit, which <laughs> I'd never gotten before. So now I could check out the gold lounge or whatever. Nice. Um, and my app is just so slow. It is like, it takes like 30 seconds for me to open it up and load like an initial set of movies. And I'm like, oh no, exactly <laughs> what I thought. And I, I'm seeing right. people like leave reviews like, hey, this takes a really long time or, you know, it, no one wants to wait that long. So like, I think it's not working because they just get mm. impatient and stuff. I was like, ah, I literally, <laughs> the tweet I made, I woke up and I was feeling the panic and I tweeted out, my app had 15,000 users sign up overnight. My server is very slow right now. How do I upgrade my droplet without turning it off? Ah, what do I do? <laughs> mm -hmm. And luckily, oh, this is such a good part of Twitter. People actually helped me out and they're like, Oh, you got to add a load balancer and you shouldn't scale vertically. You should scale horizontally if it's traffic. I was like, oh, yeah, I learned these things in school, but, you know, I never thought I'd have to think of them. Right. So, yeah, I ended up doing that. It took me like a few hours because um, I was having an issue, but I did it and I made it much quicker. And I probably lost some users in that meantime, but that's OK. <laughs> Um, so I ended up getting 22,000 signups from, wow. from that one Reddit post and a hundred, like a hundred reviews on both the Apple app store and the Google play store. Um, and they're all very kind. There, there were some negative ones for people like in other countries who are like, I can't filter by my country's streaming services. I was like, that's fair. Um, but for the most part, very positive. A few angel investors reach out to me. Um, mm -hmm. no, nothing super big, just like people with a little bit of extra money. But they're like, hey, like, what do I get for a couple thousand? Like, what do I get for a $10,000 investment? I'm like, fuck, man, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know what I would do with that 10,000. Um, and then, you know, I post on Twitter about it. And then the feedback loop just just kept going like, I think I gained a thousand followers that day. Three of my tweets in a row got like 600, 700 likes. Um, people were D DMing me. Some of my favorite people followed me. Uh, Daniel Vasallo yes, followed me. Love him. Cool. Uh, Stephanie Smith liked my tweet. I was like, oh, I love you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this happened a while ago, but I just want to put it out there. Ben Stokes followed me because he's. He's uh, the first person that introduced me to indie hacking. So I was very happy. It was, it was very great. It was very big. Um, and yeah, things are starting to calm down. 
That's an incredible story, um, Josh. That, that, that's amazing. And, you know, with, with, with what you're describing about, you know, waking up the next morning and it's super slow. And I mean, I guess it's not technically broken, but it's, it's, it's part of this process, right? Which is, you know, grow fast and break things. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the consequences of growing so quickly is that things break, but that's a good sign. You know, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just remembering stories of, I saw the founder of Netflix speak once, I forget his name. Um, but he was talking about how, when he launched on his first day, his traffic overloaded his server and Netflix went down. (laughs) <laughs> and they all looked at each other and they were all so happy and high-fived. And I, I had to, re- I had to keep telling myself that story. Cause I'm like, this is a good thing. Cause in my head, I'm just like, ah, oh, crap. There are thousands of people trying to use this right now and they can't like, I'm really screwing up here, but no, mm-hmm. it is a good thing. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, I, I have some, I have some questions for you, but I guess let's, let's start off with, um, you know, you, you said that you, you've tried some other things in the past and you said that you've been working on this for what, two months now? Yeah. So what other platforms have you tried to promote WeWatch with besides Reddit and how did those go? Yeah, so I've mostly tried on Hacker News uh, and Indie Hackers and Twitter, I guess. And I've told my friends on Facebook. So Hacker News, I had one article hit the front page of Hacker News. And that's actually what got me my first thousand users, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, they're not my target audience. And there is an overlap of people on Hacker News who really like my app and really want to find movies to watch. But it, you know, it it wasn't really the people that I'm trying to reach. So it was okay. I got a 1000 users. I'll never I'll never complain about that. Right. But, um, you know, retention was just a little low. And Oh man, they were so mean. They, they, yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate feedback, uh, but it was just so brutal. I was like, dude, I'm making a free app, man. Relax. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't even have ads in it at that point. I'm like, dude, this is just net loss. There's not even a way for me to make money off this. Yeah. Give me a break. Um, but I got a lot of good feedback from there. And I kind of feel like there's not much more opportunity for me to post there because you know i already had my moment everyone's already like all right i know what your app is like <laughs> i'm over it wait what else can you tell me I'm like i mm-hmm. don't know i i can't really tell you anything i'll probably tell them the story though mm-hmm. um there you go yeah uh indie hackers and twitter is you know it's kind of, kind of the same case i'm more so talking to other entrepreneurs other makers other coders i'm not really talking to other film lovers um so slow growth and i I could tell that there are people who download it just because they want to support me that's very Mm -hmm. sweet and i appreciate that but you know it's like having your mom as your first customer like (laughs) right which you love because you're like thanks mom but then also you know that's (laughs) yeah it's your mom (laughs) of course of course you know um and then reddit i had mostly posted to entrepreneurship and like side project subreddits, which is the same case. Um, but I mostly did that because they're much more open to self-promotion than other subreddits. Uh, right. many, many aren't. And they're like, I was reading the rules for a bunch of film subreddits and a lot of them are like, you post your app, we're going to find it. You're going to be banned. I'm like, 
all right there goes that one all right um, i think r slash movies where i ended up posting to had the same rule but i did a search for app and there were people posting their app so i was like oh fuck it i'll do it anyway mm-hmm. and i always make sure to not exactly spin it like i'm not trying to bs people but i'm not like download my app i'm like hey i made this app you might like it right um, and i think that helped a lot too definitely yeah it's it's about not being super pushy or too spammy because those get flagged immediately and what i really liked about your post was that you didn't really use any of those really spammy self-promotion words that a lot of people you know subconsciously flag as next right swipe left on this because i i I don't like this (laughs) um so yeah i i like that post of yours what prompted you to go for our movies as opposed to you know the other types of entrepreneurship uh, subreddits or venues that you've been going through before yeah so this was a point where i kept you know I'm i'm a user of my app and I kept using it. I was like, damn, man, this is so much better than the initial version. I think it's time to actually start sending it to people who like movies. Um, and, you know, I looked I looked through all of the film subreddits. I looked through Netflix. I messaged the mods of them, r slash Netflix. I was like, hey, can I post this? I think the community would like it. They're like, nope. <laughs> all right keep going all um, right yeah i looked at movie suggestions but you have to be posting a movie there you have to be posting a suggestion so mm-hmm. i'm like ah okay um i looked at uh box office but that's more around like the business of film and like what directors are getting paid what and how much things cost i was like all right that's not it either and i looked at movies and it was much more forum based much more just discussions people like hey, here's what I thought about this movie. Um, And it's pretty casual. People are like, I'm excited about this coming out. And I just felt like it was the right... Looking at the other posts, it just felt like the place where my posts would belong. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it also has the most users. (laughs) That helps. (laughs) That does help, yeah. Definitely. I feel like a question that a lot of indie hackers have is, you know, when do I start marketing or promoting my app or my product or my service or whatever to people, right? To, to people outside of maybe the bubble of other founders. Um, and you, you get the feeling that it's never ready. You know, you, you never feel ready to do that. Your product, your service, your app is never ready. So I guess, how, how did you know that, okay, it's time to break out of this bubble. It's time to start marketing to people who would be my, my real users. Um, that's a good question. I think for me, it was when I wasn't embarrassed to show people anymore. Like <laughs> <laughs> at first I, there, I was embarrassed to show people because the signup process really sucked. I didn't even, I don't even have a signup process anymore. I'm just like, enter your username and you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me a long time to get to that, but every time I had someone sign up, I was like, oh, I know this sucks. I, I could feel it. Like I see them doing it. Um, People are emailing me about it. People are responding to me. People are leaving reviews about it. And, you know, I, I fixed it. And there, there were like three features that I felt that way about. And I fixed all those features. And I was like, whoa, this is really good. Um, And, you know, not everything was perfect. Um, 
you can't mark a movie as seen. You can only mark it as like, I want to watch or I don't want to watch it, which is a huge problem that a lot of people talk about. Um, but, you know, I just didn't think it was bad enough to keep going. Because I could, I could do that forever. I could, like, there's a bug where you couldn't upload your profile pictures on Android. I fixed that, but I, I still posted without that. Um, there, people are like, I want to be able to unlike a movie and I want to see the trailer for every movie and I want to click on directors. I want the actors. I'm like, all right, well, look, I, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> at some point I got to just be like, this is what it is. You could like follow me on along with it and you can stick with me and stick with this app and trust me or that's it. Uh, like, if you don't like it, that's that's fine. And I don't know, maybe it's not the best mentality, but I really thought it was good. And I was like, if you don't expect me to be like freaking Facebook or Tinder or Instagram, you, you might like it. So I don't know. It just felt, I, I was just proud of my work, I guess. So I guess once you can watch someone walk through the process of using what you made and you don't like cringe at any point. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's good advice. I think it'll help a lot of people out there. And I know it, it helps me, right? Because I think about Tenderfoot and I obviously have huge dreams for it, right? Huge goals, but we're just not there yet. And I think that we actually launched our wait list way too early for what we should have been doing because these people on the wait list, they're not going to get off for a very long time. Um, so I think that timing is important. I, I think you did it at the right time from what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I also want to note, because I've gotten so many questions about how do I make top posts on Reddit or how do I, you know, go viral? Because I, you know, April, and I'm at a hard place because I want to say it's luck. I do. Because I really do think it's luck. But also, like, nine out of ten times I post on Reddit, I do get, like, 300 upvotes. Um, I actually don't know how this how I led into this from what you said. Okay. Oh, waiting for the – okay, waiting for the right time. And I'm like, did I wait for the right – like, I could tell people I waited for the perfect time. Um, but I really do feel like it was just luck. Um, yeah. But then I can't say that because it keeps happening. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I get a, I get similar questions when it comes to Twitter. And obviously I haven't gone completely viral, but a lot of my threads and my tweets do very well mm -hmm. um, for where I'm at. And this is something that I'm going through with my Twitter course because I can teach things to not do and I can give an overall strategy of things that I do, but it still doesn't guarantee that someone's going to get the exact same results as I do. And especially if you don't exactly know, which might be in your case, you don't exactly know what's clicking um, with your posts, it's hard to give people direct answers to that. And I do believe that there is a certain level of, of personality that comes to it that plays into it as well which you definitely have <laughs> yeah i definitely agree because i've made threads about this and i've written blog posts about this and i'm like i just talk about what i'm doing and 
I think what I'm doing is interesting. And I tell it to people like I'm telling my friends at a party, you know, in, in an entertaining way. And I don't know, people keep asking me though. Yeah, but how do you do it? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just talking. I'm just talking like I normally would. I don't know. Right. Yet you, you seem to be very authentic in everything that mm-hmm. you do. And, you know, people love authenticity as much as people like looking at, you know, supermodels or superstars, they love even more than that to see that these superheroes or superstars are human. You know, people are, are attracted to imperfection, to authenticity. And so, you know, everyone's just surrounded by fakeness all the time, right? We're bombarded by all of these marketing strategies from these huge firms, right? There's no realness there. And I think that you get that across very, very well in whatever content that you do produce. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I definitely think that is a part in it because I tell people to be genuine first and foremost. Um, yeah, I guess that is what, I, what I'm doing. Um, it does feel a little weird to be like, yeah, I'm super authentic. <laughs> I'm like so much more authentic than anyone else here. And that's why it's happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but I think a lot of people don't know how to be authentic. And I won't go too deep off track in this, but not just on social media, but in their own lives as well. Um, And, you know, it's a matter of maturation as well, right? To get to a point where you know who you are enough to be authentic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I... I guess I feel this, what you're saying, when some people DM me, like, ugh, I got so many DMs this weekend. I can and imagine. They, they were just, everyone was, not everyone, but a lot of people were just beating around the bush. And they clearly wanted something from me. And I'm like, what do you want? Just tell me. Like, it's right. okay. It's okay. And I, I won't take it poorly. Uh, I do that all the time. I, I If I want something, I'll just be real with someone. I'm not going to be rude, of course. I was like, hey. I thought this, this is why I'm reaching out. Like, what's up? And yeah. people aren't willing to do that. Um, and I don't know if you, if you're not saying what you want and you're not going out there and really talking about why you're doing this on social media, why you're talking about this thing, why you're making this app, then how can you expect anyone else to get your point either? Absolutely. And it's gotten to the point I'm, I'm with you with that. Just, you know, you get to a certain point of, of growth or you do something cool and a lot of people want to learn from you. And it's gotten to a point with me that I just, I won't respond to people who just say, Hey, or hi, or it's nice to connect with you because a lot of those conversations are just not fruitful for either of us. Right. It goes, people are just kind of beating around the bush or they just want to quote unquote network. And it's just a very, you know, inauthentic forced interaction. Um, And those aren't the types of interactions that actually get you places on Twitter or forge real relationships, which I don't think a lot of people understand yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. So another question I have for you is, you know, I was looking on your Twitter, right? And your pinned tweet, you said, I reached out to my target audience on Reddit for my app. Here are the results. 22,000 users, 1 million interactions on my app, 13,000 upvotes on Reddit. 
76 awards on Reddit, three angel investors reached out, 400 followers, and $15 in donations. And so out of all of these metrics or results, which of these do you think are the most important? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, It's got to be tied for me between getting the 22,000 downloads. I mean, I 10x'd my my user base, you know, that's that's so yeah, huge. That's huge. That's huge. I, I never expected that. I never right. expected to even get to like 3,000 in the next like three months. Mm-hmm. So that was really crazy. Um, The donation, though, that holds a very special place in my heart. Um, Someone was just like, I like this so much. Also, hang on, before I say that, the things that people comment, like, were so touching. They're like, you are amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm like, like, whoa, (laughs) what? (laughs) You're thanking me for making an app? That's pretty cool. Um, And one person just felt that so hard, they donated 15 bucks to me, and it was very nice. And it validated that I'm onto something. And other people said along similar lines of, I would pay for this forever. Um, oh wow yeah yeah yeah. so I'm like wow I'm really onto something so that validation was also invaluable right now I saw that of course our dear friend Daniel Vasallo commented on that and he said well done Joshua nice bet you've placed right he's the man of small bets (laughs) yeah but then he also says also shows how poor donations are as an income stream (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's interesting because I wanted to talk to you about this right because you've You've had this, you know, this huge growth, this great success, you know, you, you've blown up, you've gone relatively viral and you've had investors reach out to you during this time. And last week when we were talking, you know, in, in our previous episode, when I asked you kind of what your goals were for, for we Watch, they were kind of wishy-washy. You know, what, what you said was that you, you were doing this more, you know, to have a good time, to have fun and we'll see where it goes. Um, and now, now I'm sure you didn't expect to be at the, we'll see where it goes portion of it so quickly, but now, now that we're here, any, any ideas? Oh my God. You're going to laugh so hard. I have it all planned out. I have the complete roadmap. I know everything that's going to happen. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a whole ecosystem. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready for this? I can't tell if you're trolling me or not, but go ahead. No, I'm so serious. I'm so hyped. And uh, I don't know. It was just like a moment of clarity where I was like, I see the entire potential. Like, All right, let's hear it. Okay. So first I'm perfecting the movies. I'm perfecting the movies part because, and I've known this for a while. I've known this since I started it. I was like, I want to expand this into other things. I want to expand it into restaurants so that people can swipe on restaurants. I want to expand it to concerts, just anything that people need to come to a consensus on my app works for and that's just so scalable to so many different audiences and departments i was like yeah that's the obvious next step for me i gotta do that and then that was fine but it wasn't it wasn't hitting everything because someone commented i kind of wish i could meet people through this because i want i don't have anyone i can watch these movies with Mm -hmm. but you know who wants to watch these movies and you could just show us to each other. I was like, holy shit. Oh my God. 
Like it was such right. a moment where I was like, oh my God, I can just make this a social app where people meet each other based on their interests. And then once I have everything, like, you know, you're swiping on movies, you're swiping on restaurants, you're swiping on books, you're swiping on concerts, I'm going to make the final part of the ecosystem. This, this is going to sound super wild, but trust me. Okay. I'm make a dating app where you connect mm. your account and you are matched with people who want to do the exact same things you do. You, you know, you're wondering what the first date is. You both want to go to this restaurant. So there you go. Um, and plus, it's actually, I was thinking about it more. I was like, huh, it kind of solves that problem that people were talking, that people talk about a lot of, well, on Tinder, you're just like swiping on my photos. Like there's nothing genuine there. No one right. even reads the bios. And I was like, oh my God, I saw it all. It's going to take a long time to get there, but mm -hmm. it really feels like I see the whole thing and I'm like working towards that. That's amazing. So what I'm hearing is going to drill down on movies, expand it to restaurants, concerts, other forms of entertainment or leisure, um, and then turn it into a social platform and then a dating app. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it may become a social platform before um, before I, I start expanding because people I don't know, people are already asking for recommendations on other people. So I might just like add a little, um, I don't know, a little tab. It's like recommended people who want to watch the same things you do. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm planning to make this whole ecosystem and I'm so excited about it. I think it's so powerful and the potential is just endless. So I'm super hyped. That's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing that. I'm sure our listeners are going to be as hyped or at least intrigued about that as we both are. And I'm just, ugh, I'm so curious to see even a couple months from now or a year from now, when you look back on this conversation to see, <laughs> hmm, you know, what, what worked out and what didn't, um, it, it'll just be such a cool experience, yeah. you know, and, and perspective to look back on. And, you know, I, I resonate with you because on my side with Tenderfoot, what started off as just, um, you know, matching students with startups, as I started having more conversations with people, um, I actually wrote, you know, this, this blog post way back when, when I was switching from Vivi, which was my previous senior care startup to Tenderfoot, which is my startup now. And uh, I remember at the end of that blog post, I was saying something like, this will never be a billion dollar company. This will never be a unicorn. It's just going to be really small. And when I was talking to people, someone who had, who had actually read my blog post, which I didn't realize that she had, she said, no, this can be huge. And she went on to list like all of these ideas and ways that I could expand it. I had never even considered before. And then talking to other people, you know, there, there's this need for startups that they want to have an intern, but they don't know how to properly manage an intern versus on like the corporate side, right? When I went through my internship with Citigroup, they have this very planned in-depth internship program that you go through. And a gap there is for this, you know, more formal program to be for startups. And so another potential idea is, you know, moving Tenderfoot out to be able to provide that service where we can kind of create 
more structured internship programs for the startups because they don't have the capacity or the expertise to do that themselves. And, you know, and that really ensures that they're getting the most out of the intern, that the intern isn't, you know, completely lost or all alone. Um, and there's lots of more ideas, right? And I think about all of the things that I can go from this and it's, you know, it's a long time away, but it's huge. It seems like with WeWatch, you have the same idea where there's all of these amazing places you can go with WeWatch. And my question, because this is something I'm thinking about is, you know, when is it, when is, is it ever too much to dream about? Is it ever too much to do? And how do you know if you're straying too far so that it becomes too messy? Um, I don't know. I've always been pro dream, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as you just heard from how excited I got, I, I don't hold back or like stop myself from, you know, dreaming big and being like, oh my God, this could be like the number one dating app in the world. Like <laughs> I can match people and actually find them genuine relationships. I can help people figure out what they, what to do when they're bored because we have so much time and so much of it is spent like trying to figure out what to do because we have so many options. Um, I can make this a social app and really help people find genuine connections. Like you want to watch this really obscure movie and no one else likes this movie that you know, but look, you found the one other person who likes this. (laughs) Um, So I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't like holding myself back. Mm -hmm. Um, My Alana, my girlfriend says I'm too optimistic, um, but I'm like, nah, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) whatever you say. Um, And as for doing too much, like I, I, I think I keep myself, somewhat grounded because I said to you earlier, I said, it's going to take a long time to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I'm not instantly going into, okay, this is a dating app now. Um, I'm like, I'm going to perfect it for movies and then I'm going to add this. And then once that's done, I'm going to do this. So I, I, I feel like while I have a really long roadmap and a really ambitious plan for it, I know the steps that are actually actionable to allow me to get there. Um, so I think if you're if you just keep it modular and keep it your steps to your vision small, and if you don't know your steps, maybe then you're getting a little a little ahead of yourself, and um, you should maybe consider toning it back, or maybe even consider reflecting upon the actual steps that you need to do to achieve those goals that you have in mind. Um, so yeah, dream big. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm doing the exact same thing, right? Because at least when, when it comes to dreaming, I don't think you can ever dream big enough. You know, there, there's always more. And it also helps fuel that, that excitement. You know, it's like, this could be huge. And then of course you want to work on it because it could be huge. Um, and then, but the follow-up question to that is a lot of these apps like Tinder or Bumble or social media platforms like Facebook, they've all been venture funded. And there's that question of, if you have these big dreams that you want to accomplish and you want to get there, 
at what point are you going to start looking for outside funding if you are, or do you want to bootstrap it? And seeing as you've, as you've, as you've had angel investors reach out to you, what are you thinking about that? Um, yeah, so I was, <laughs> I listened to our last episode and I said in it that I'm not interested in it, but now that I like see a path, um, that's possible. Oh, also I should mention in terms of how I would monetize it, there's like infinite potential for partnerships because there's infinite potential for like sub areas. Um, so now that I see like the potential for monetization and a way I could actually make a living off this, I'm like, well, maybe it wouldn't be too bad. I also feel like I'm in a moment, I'm being very transparent about my ideas. And I'm putting it out there and other people are hearing it and other people are literally messaging me like, oh, I'm making this for restaurants right now. And I'm like, fuck, man, I got to like hurry up because before I know it, someone else who is venture funded or who does have a bigger team than just me is going to do it and they're going to be able to do it better. Mm -hmm. um, so I have thought about it. I don't know. Um, I I'm strongly considering it mostly because I know that if I worked on this full time, I could like implement all the features that I've wanted to implement in like a week. Um, and that would just be so beautiful and, you know, it just accelerate everything. Um, cause I, I know I've been working on it for two months, but I only work on it after work for like an hour or two a day. And I feel like I've been very prolific with that time. So I see that and I'm like, Dude, imagine how much I could freaking do if I was working, if I had all day to work on this uh, or like all week. Um, so I'm considering it. I just don't really know anything about VC. I don't know what portion I would give away. I don't know how to describe like all the buzzwords that they want to hear me describe. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, but how much revenue can I expect from this? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> dude, but trust me, it's cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, I, it's, it's tough. Um, I told you that I just listened to that podcast episode um, about fundraising. And let me tell you, it's a process. And as one of the guys on there said, it's, it's a full-time job. Fundraising itself is a full-time job. Um, especially when you're looking for the right term sheets for you and pitching and all of that. And you're also giving away equity, right? And when you're, it's it's tough when you have huge dreams and you're at such an early stage going for fundraising because what that generally means is that people can give you less money for more equity now because you have nothing going on right now, mm -hmm. which means that you really get screwed over in the long run if you do hit it big. Um, How much? How much does like the average, do you know how, what percentage people are usually taking from early stage? I have no idea. And I don't even know <laughs> if there, if there is an average, right? I think, I think there's just, there's so much fluctuation and it depends so much on a ton of different factors. I guess it's just like how much they could get from you. Right. And at this point when it's like, it's just you, it's this early and you're so new to this process. If you're not careful, they can really take a lot. Yeah. So I probably won't be doing that. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's funny because I am, I mean, I, I also, 
I oscillate all the time between, gosh, I want to raise because I think if I did this full-time and if I brought on a full-time founder, a a full-time co-founder, we could get this up and running. It would be huge. We can start and, you know, we can build out these programs and everything else that I have in my head. And I think I can do this. I can do this in a couple of months if I'm full-time or less. But of course, we both have full-time jobs, even though they're both remote. We don't really work 40 hours a week on our jobs. At least I don't. Oh my Um, God, don't say that. (laughs) I'm like, please, please don't be listening to this podcast. Um, Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And I don't know. I'm not sure if you feel the same way, but when I think about funding too, there's this side that's creeping in, which is basically how society in general views entrepreneurs and the label of success is kind of, you know, ticked onto you once you've raised funding. And that's kind of a big difference in bootstrapping versus VC funding is VC funding is sexy and people accept you and they think, wow, he, she is so successful because they've raised this much money. And versus if you're bootstrapping it, I feel like there's always this doubt as to, well, they're doing it, but they're not really successful. Even if you've built up a really big company, at least that's what I've seen. And so I'm trying to make sure that when I think about funding, it's from a purely logistical, what can this help me accomplish right now? Is it worth an equity? And none of that external stuff. Whoa, dude. Sounds like a lot of drama. (laughs) I think not up your alley at all. (laughs) Yeah, I think, well, I think I'm lucky that I don't know much. Like, I really don't know anything besides there are these magical people who will give me money. So, like, I have no image of the dynamics that you're presenting. And I guess I don't really care since I don't know about it. Um, It's beautiful. (laughs) It sounds stressful. yeah, screw that. Why are you thinking about that? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, it's 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 tough. I don't know. It's this entire vir- environment is just very tricky to navigate, and I think it'll be fun, you know, for you and I to learn about this together and talk through it because I'm mm-hmm. sure there's so many other indie hackers out there too who are like, I don't know, right? There are these <laughs> magical people who can give me money. That's that's about all yeah. that I know, right? And so I think I think it'll be fun if we keep going. And I think it's, I mean, it's okay to, to not know right now. That's kind of the whole point of this podcast is that we don't know what we're doing, but things are happening and we're doing things and we're figuring it out as we go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is a whole story. It's gonna be a whole story from start to finish. And it's like you said, one year from now, I'll look back on this and maybe WeWatch is still just a movie app. <laughs> There's no social interaction. It's dead and I'm on to something else. So yeah, just got to keep going, keep learning and see what comes up. You've just listened to HackerPod. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Joshua Fonseca. Or if you hated it, you can find April Lynn at April Lynn A.